Hey, shalom, shalom, family. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. So glad to have you, family. And I just felt like sharing with you guys and letting you know, when we say shalom, shalom, in case you anyone is new, you're not sure what that means, it means peace. So I start by saying peace, peace, and to you, family. Again, uh, Bakar Tube, good morning, uh, good day, wherever you are, whenever you're listening. This is the Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. Daily Bread Podcast is presented to you and brought to you by Living for Yahuwah Ministries. And uh, I'm your host, Daliyahu Yasharal, and we are all gathered here today to read another chapter. Because that's what we do, family. And... Uh, yeah, today we're fortunate enough to be uh, on in the book of Uyakra, commonly called Leviticus, and we read in chapter 3, family. Uh, the, the first two chapters have been very well, very good, and very informative, very informative, shedding a lot of light into the processes and procedures that happen inside the temple of Allahim, the tent of meeting. Exactly what were they meeting about, and what were people coming to do there, like, that's kind of important. Like everybody know about the temple of Elohim and this tabernacle and uh, temple, temple, temple. But what do people do in temples? What's the point? What is the point, family? So uh, we hope to get you guys more answers on that and get everybody more acquainted with the Elohim of Yashara. And uh, that is ultimately the point of everybody living. Trust me. So, um, yes, family. So with that being said, again, welcome back. So glad to have you. I'm so happy to be here myself. Um, so today we are reading chapter 3. And uh, before we just get into the chapter, uh, our order of operation here is to start with the uh, review or the summary for those who are the new listeners we have. Welcome. And uh, we want to bring you up to speed. So we're going to give you guys a, a short, very brief summary of how we got to this point, Leviticus, and actually what's going on. So as we read today's chapter, you have more context, which will help give you more understanding. So hopefully the, the seed will be planted a little bit better, more deeper, and on more fertile ground, uh, if you understand more. So we're going to start with a short recap, and then we will open up in prayer. Prayer is very important in the Hebrew culture, in most cultures, but very important in the Hebrew culture. To communicate with Elohim, make supplication, make request, request. but um, more importantly, we just want to go before the throne boldly and uh, give reverence, praise to Elohim, remission of our sins, whatever we may have done, and uh, so we can clear our hearts and clear our minds, and we can receive the word. Again, it kind of helps to, again... Uh, make for fertile ground before we plant the seed of the word. We uh, pray and we get an understanding of what's going on. So with that said, before we get into Leviticus chapter 3, let me give you guys a very short recap of where we are. So Leviticus is the third book of the Torah, of the Hebrew scriptures. Torah is instructions. So it's the third book of five. So we're right in the middle of the five books of the Torah. The first two books, Genesis and Exodus, were very monumental and just huge. And I'm excited already talking about it. Uh, so, Genesis is important because 
it's the creation. It's, it's by the sheet. It's the head of all humanity. Um, we know that the Most High made everything in the earth in six days and rested on the seventh. That's kind of important because we still rest on the seventh day. So you need to understand about creation and that creation account. But to put it concisely, ever since creation, the Most High has been uh, diligently looking in the earth at his creation for righteousness. And he is looking for righteous individuals. People like Noah, he came, to, he was found righteous. He came to him, made a covenant with him. He delivered him from destruction. People like Abraham, he came to him, made a covenant with him. He delivered him from destruction. So it's a very common theme. And that is summarizes the chapter. And you can uh, better understand the whole book through that lens or that perspective. And uh, after about Genesis chapter 12, we find ourselves following the family of Abraham and his sojourners and travel. A part of his covenant with Elohim was to leave the place of his nativity. So traveling was included. It was part of his promise from Elohim to travel. He had to leave. So it was sojourners involved. And we followed his travels and journeys. And we followed his family as it grew. So that's the concept of Abraham's children. We are all Abraham's children. Abraham, if you don't know, was the father of many nations. So uh, we are led to talk about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob became Yashorah, Israel. And again, a covenant was made with him. And now we talk about the 12 sons or the 12 tribes of Israel. Again, all Abraham's children. So that's basically Genesis. So following their sojournings, it led us to Exodus and it led them down into Egypt. Uh, fortunately, then they went down into Egypt to escape the famine. And it was a blessing from Elohim. But as we learned in the book of Exodus, uh, it quickly became an unfortunate situation where we were subject to slavery, bondage, cruel punishment, uh, genocide, you name it, family. You name it, it was not good. But the thing we can take about out of Exodus reading in the present day is we clearly understand that the word of Yahuwah is secular. These things will happen again, and they have happened again. And we have a perfect contemporary history to mirror exactly what happened in Exodus. So it makes reading that book even more monumental. So from being in slavery to, again, finding the righteous individual like Moses to redeem us from the bondage and the destruction, which ultimately happened to Egypt, uh, it's monumental. From the redemption, the ten plagues, let my people go, 40 days, 40 nights on the mountain, the giving of the Ten Commandments. Oh man, I really implore you I urge you, I beseech you to please go back and refer to those chapters and episodes from Genesis and even more so in Exodus as we start to not only talk about the covenants with Elohim as individuals, but coming out of Egypt, making a covenant with us as a nation that would stand forever. So, you know, it's hard to understand what we read right now in Leviticus or Uyakra. If you haven't read Shemuk, because he called us by name. <laughs> he called, and he called by name. And uh, we came out of, exit, uh, out of slavery and bondage in that iconic book. But we went from being in slavery, not only to come out of slavery, but we end the book basically 40 days, 40 nights on the mountain. And we getting, again, 10, 10 words, 10 matters, 10 commandments from Elohim. And ultimately, we got his blueprint for building a dwelling place amongst us. So today we can relate this to the kingdom that's coming where he will dwell amongst us. 
but it happened already to where Moses was shown the blueprint on the mountain and they made this tabernacle and it ended like that and now we in book of Uyakra commonly called Leviticus and we are getting the orders of operation how this place would function and it's amazing and so majestic family because from this time in the wilderness this operation went on unhindered for at least 2,000, 2,500, three, a good 3,000 years before we were let off into captivity, ultimately, from uh, our, our, the promised land in Jerusalem, and so on and so forth. But this was amazing stretch, amazing run that no other nation has ever come close to, literally. It's not one single nation. The, majest, the majesty and esteem in that temple, what took place there, the, the, the great men that walked on the earth and that made sacrifices there. Again, from uh, Moses to Shemuel to all the judges to Yahusha Benun. I mean, the list goes on. Again, David, Solomon, Du, Shalomah, all the kings of Yahshua, the priests, the prophets that walked through this meeting place, this temple, this tabernacle. Again, the history and culture is unrivaled. Not by by great measure, it's unrivaled in history. And again, to bring it to current events, people, this is the reason people, the the, the kings of contemporary Europe and uh, the Muslim people were fighting for Jerusalem. And it's a fight still rages on for Jerusalem because of the esteem that was in it. It's not there right now, but the esteem of the of Moses and the esteem of Yahushua Benun and. Uh, Abraham and uh, more importantly this theme of Dude and Shalomah and the kings of Yashara that ruled from the seat uh, of power that Elohim set up. So it's a very majestic place, the tent of meeting, the whole history, it's, it's too deep family. So I hope it gives you a little bit of scope about what we're reading about as we continue to read about the inauguration, the initial inauguration of that tent of meeting before it was a temple it was a tent so just want to give you guys the nuances but i think you guys you understand the episodes are there for you guys to catch up chapter by chapter so we reading about the, the priesthood now and how they operate so with that said let's go before all the i mean always that review it just made me so excited to pray <laughs> it made me so excited to go before all the so let's make prayer to all and then we can get into the chapter family but um, it's been nothing short of amazing leading up to this point, And I hope you catch my drift. So with that said, again, understanding we are following the culture of the Hebrews. We ask that you stand for prayer. That you face the direction of Jerusalem. Where that temple once stood. And Shalom, I pray and made a covenant with Elohim that whenever, wherever we are, we turn and confess our sin toward that place. That Yahuwah will hear and forgive. So it's the Hebrew culture that we pray toward Jerusalem with our hands raised in prayer and our palms open. So join me, family, join me. And it go like this. Baruch Atah, Yehuah, Hamalak Ulam. Our Father who is in the heavens, permit your name to be set apart. Permit your reign to come. Permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We come before you making prayer and supplication and asking that you forgive us for our sins and our trespasses. I'm sorry. First, we come before you asking that you give us this day, please, our daily bread. 
Hallelujah. Which means sustain us like only you know how. You will give us our daily bread. And we also ask that you forgive us for our sins and our trespasses against your Torah, against your commands. As we forgive our dead oars, we forgive those who trespass against us. And most importantly, we forgive each other, Yahuwah. We ask that you forgive us the same. And also we ask that you um, allow us not to be led into trial, tribulation, but that you save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours, O Yahuwah, is the reign or the kingdom, the power and the esteem, now and forever. Um, so these things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign, Yahusha. Allah Yahuwah. To that Yahuwah. Yabalakak Yahuwah. Aman. Aman, Aman, Aman. Trust and believe that. So, um, yes, family. I appreciate you guys for bearing with me. Through the recap, through the prayer, we're here to read another chapter. And we are at the door. Uh... Uyakra, Leviticus chapter 3, verse 1. It reads, If his sacrifice is a if his offering is a sacrifice of peace offering, if he offers an animal from the herd, male or female, he will offer it without blemish before Yahuwah. And he will lay his hand on the head of his offering and kill it at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Aharon's sons, the priests, we will throw the blood against the sides of the altar. And from the sacrifice of the peace offering, as a food offering or as an offering made by fire to Yahuwah, he will offer the fat covering the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails. So notice, family, this offering in chapter 3, the peace offering, as it's called, is a little bit different than the offering we read about in chapter 1 which was a burnt offering, I believe it said. So we see, we just learned about nuances and different offerings that the, these priests in this temple accepted every day from the hand of all his people. Everybody came making a different offering. Whatever the issue was in their life, while they were making the offering, it was a little bit different. So now we just putting our feet in the priest's shoes a little bit to understand what they had to do and some things that they were sure to have understood, okay? Again, the nuance in this chapter 3 from chapter 1 is we're talking now about the fat of the offering in a certain animal. The animal from the herd, the bigger animal, he offered the fat that covered the entrails. Okay, verse 4. And the two kidneys with the fat that is on them at the loins and the long lobe of the liver that he will remove with the kidneys. Okay, verse 5. Then Aharon's sons will burn it on the altar on top of the burnt offering which is on the wood on the fire okay okay it's making sense I'm seeing even the distinction I never noticed some offerings go on the wood and some offerings go on the grape the burnt offering specifically goes on the wood but this one goes on top of the burnt offering very interesting nuances family I'm telling you I read this at least seven times but I'm seeing something new every time it is a full offering with a pleasing aroma to Yahuwah. Hallelujah. Let's please Yahuwah. Any, any way, by any means. Verse 6. If his offering is a sacrifice of peace offering to Yahuwah, is an animal from the flock, which is different from an animal from the herd. The herd is bulls, cows. The flock is sheep, rams, goats. 
Okay, so he's giving us a different um, subcategory right here. Verse 6, if his offering is a sacrifice of peace offering to Yahuwah from is an animal from the flock, male or female, he will offer it without blemish. He will, if he offers an animal, a lamb for his offering, then he will offer it before Yahuwah. Lay his hand on the head of the offering and kill it in front of the tent of meeting. And Aharon's sons will throw his blood against the sides of the altar. Okay. Verse 9. Then from the sacrifice of the peace offering, he will offer as a food offering to Yahuwah is fat. He will remove the whole fat tail cut off close to the backbone and the fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails and the two kidneys with the fat that is on them at the loins and the long lobe of the liver that he will remove with the kidneys. Very important to understand, the priests or, <clears throat> or Kahanim as they were called or the Kahan in Hebrew and the Abadi that they were like butchers. That's the best way to explain the priests because these people you know, they were like butchers. Trust me. And where do you think the, the, the custom come from that butchers wear white garments? So we, it's, it's very important that we put these things together. And when we have the right mindset when reading it, imagine if the book of Leviticus was called the book of the butcher. It would make a lot more sense to a lot of people. But it's not. It's called Leviticus. And the scroll is called Uyakra. But we can think of it as the book of the butchers. I think it will help us to understand a lot more clearly what is happening in this book. So, um, I oblige you. Verse 10. And the two kidneys with the fat that is on them at the loins and the long lobe of the liver that he will remove with the kidneys. Okay? So, basically, the, the priest is responsible for butchering this animal. Specifically for the specific parts and organs and fats and meats that Elohim is asking for. And obviously, they were able to keep some of it as well. Uh, interesting. Verse 11. And the priest will burn it on the altar as a food offering to Yahuwah. Verse 12. If his offering is a goat, then he will offer it before Yahuwah. And lay his hand on his head and kill it in front of the tent of meeting. And the sons of Aharon will throw his blood against the sides of the altar. Then he will offer from it. As his offering for a food offering to Yahuwah. Sometimes some versions like EFV say food offering. Some versions like KJV say offering of fire. So it's a it's a food offering to Yahuwah. But obviously we don't feed Yahuwah food in his mouth. We burn it up in fire. And that's how Yahuwah gets it. So it's an offering made by fire. It's a food offering to Yahuwah. It's the same terms. Synonymous terms. Verse 14. Then he will offer from it as his offering for a full offering to Yahuwah, or offer made by fire to Yahuwah, the fat covering the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails. Okay, verse 15. And the two kidneys with the fat that is on them at the loins and the long lobe of the liver that he will remove from the kidneys. Hey, I hope you're getting this, family. I hope you're getting it. Verse 16, and the priest will burn them on the altar as a full offering with a pleasing aroma. All fat is Yahuwah's. 
So it's very important because in another place, Yahuwah tells us specifically, directly, do not eat the fat off any animal. Don't eat the fat off meat. Any, Even if it's clean meat, don't eat the fat. And here it's telling the fat belongs to Yahuwah. So it kind of clarifies more what the priests do. So they are like butchers. They are set apart, you know, white garments, very special. But they are basically like butchers. And they like people working on the barbecue grill. And they are burning fat. And uh, interestingly enough, I have experience doing that. Uh, just cooking on barbecue grill, making food for sale. But um, the fat is very important to cooking on fire and making an offering of wood or even charcoal. The fat is very crucial to making fire, getting that smokiness. And um, it helps even the fire to burn. If the fire is not burning or when you just start the fire, when you put fat on it, oh man, it's amazing how the, how the, the fire consumes it. It's a sight to see, it's so amazing. And uh, I really believe who was um, personally just preparing me for a lot of the things that I would read in his Torah when I was working on that barbecue grill with my uncle and just making a fire every day and having to start up a fire and put meat every every single day preparing meat on the grill and starting the charcoal fire and fat is crucial and very important to the savor the flavor the smoke and again having a nice fire very interesting verse 17 it says it reads it will be a statue forever throughout all your generations in all your dwelling places that you eat neither fat nor blood and you see i just alluded to these things so uh after reading that, again, I think we can all walk away with an appreciation for the Hebrew culture, for the priests, for barbecue, for for butchers, you know, uh, for, for white linen garments. Um, yeah. And so, that, again, this, that was the majesty of the temple because there was so many things going on. You got smoking fire over here, basins of water over here, animals being slaughtered at the front gate, blood being thrown against the altar, and all these things are... The workings of salvation, and um, that's the picture um, we we have to paint, and that's the mindset we have to be in, and as far as understanding Allahim, because this is what He's given us. So, uh, oh man, it's been my pleasure reading with you guys. Uh, again, the Book of Leviticus has been short, and sweet so far. Uh, the chapters have been very concise. So uh, the day was the peace offering. So, shalom, shalom to you all. And uh, thank you guys for reading with us, for walking with us. Uh, we ask that you guys can follow the podcast, uh, click the follow button. Uh, it's something that we're able to see, and it's a metric we review. It's very, and it helps you to know when we upload the podcast. We try our best to upload daily, but we do have six days a week because we rest on one day a week for Shabbat. So it's not possible, it's not prudent to do it seven days a week. Uh, again, here in Africa, sometimes we have technical difficulties, well, there's power outages or internet um service so it might not be every day all the time so supporting the follow the podcast for uploads and updates uh, we ask that you uh, interact with us in the question and answer segment again let us know your experience with anything in this top in this chapter that we covered anything like i just shared my experience about putting the fat on the fire barbecuing making this stuff ready altered wood the fire this experience I have with that I, 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 I'm familiar with this as I read it because I've walked it out a little bit and that's what we want to know from you guys if you how familiar are you with this what we're reading about 
Does it make sense? Is it anything we need to cover again, expound on, go deeper and lesson about? All these things we earnestly looking forward to hearing from you guys about. So we ask that you follow the podcast, interact with us in the question and answer segment, and um, follow us on social media for more updates and just to keep up with the ministry. And ultimately, if you feel led to support the ministry, donate on Patreon, become a patron, and uh, make a sacrifice, right? So um, <laughs> all is thing to your whore, family. All is thing to your whore. And uh, so again, appreciate you for walking with us, for joining with us, for reading with us. And we will see you guys in the next chapter. Shalom, family.